0: Greetings. How are you doing? How's it going? All right. So this is episode 179 and we're going to talk about seven strategies for jumpstarting your networking. I want to remind you that back in episode 177, I talked about overcoming your fear of networking. So if that's an issue for you, be sure and listen to that one kind of as a companion to to this one. So today I want to hit on some, some obvious, and hopefully a few strategies that you haven't thought of, or maybe you thought of them and thought they weren't useful, to either jumpstart your networking if you're really kind of dead in the water with it, or if you are networking and maybe not getting the results you want, this is a way to take that networking to the next level. Before I dive into the seven strategies, I want to set out three points that I've made (laughs) about a million times on the podcast before. are so important right now number one is networking is how jobs are gotten it's always been true it's never been more true than it is in 19 in, in 2020 and 2021 with covid and the pandemic and everything because there may be four or 500 candidates for a job so if all you're doing is looking at job boards I've come out saying on this podcast, that's not a job search. That's looking at job boards. That's what a large portion of the U.S. does, even if they're not job searching. So networking is is the name of the game. Number two... There is what I call the Tommy Gun approach to networking and what I call the bow and arrow approach to networking. The Tommy Gun approach is just telling everybody you see really indiscriminately, I'm looking for a job. If you think of anything, let me know. And while there's nothing inherently wrong with that, if you think about a Tommy Gun, it's a lot of bullets for hopefully hitting something. There's a lot of wasted energy, a lot of wasted effort. It's not targeted and it's definitely not strategic. So what I've talked about on this podcast before and what I teach my clients is what I call the bow and arrow approach that is targeted, strategic networking, beginning with the end in mind. Where do I want to work? How can I get my foot in the door at that company and being very strategic about that? And having also very specific asks when I, when I talk to people, when I'm networking. And number three, your goal with any networking is to give at least as much value as you get. I call it not being a barnacle in the job search process. It's creepy and most people don't want to just be takers and no givers. It feels needy and graspy and just generally icky. So what I teach you is how to have an equal exchange of energy with someone that you're networking with so that you don't feel like it's all take and no give and neither do they. So those are the premises. And let's get into these seven strategies. Number one, I'm going to give you the very obvious one. The rest will be maybe less obvious. LinkedIn. It, it's I, I like to call it your best friend. So LinkedIn is and we're not talking about looking at jobs on LinkedIn because that's not networking. We're talking about reaching out to people and building relationships. I would encourage you to set a goal of messaging a certain number of your contacts on LinkedIn each day. It can be a small number. It could be five people, but you're, you're growing those relationships. You could say something like, hi, how are you doing? You know, if you see that they're open to work, are you still looking? What luck are you having? What strategies are working for you? If they are employed and you can look and see how long they've been with the company, what do you like about working there? You know, just ask them something, get something going. And if it's someone that you know, hopefully you even have more personalized questions that you can ask them secondly move to a zoom meeting when appropriate so you kind of take this organically i think of this as like a dating relationship so the person connects with you you don't want to say immediately let's get on a zoom call or you know i i get people every day multiple times a day trying to sell me something i do not know them i do not like them yet and i do not trust them yet which are the three components of a sales relationship and yet they immediately try to sell me something they're not asking me anything about myself and what i need That's all about them and trying to sell so you want to do this organically you have this conversation back and forth via messaging you know some of the things i mentioned earlier and then they respond and then you ask a follow-up question and hopefully they're asking you questions and then when it seems appropriate hey why don't we jump on a 30 minute zoom call and uh, and and let's uh, let's connect on a more you know personal level and then finally have a specific ask with that individual so when you meet with them you want to have a specific person that you're hoping they will introduce you to maybe you're hoping they will tell you some insider information about the company like the culture that kind of thing the flip side of that is you also want to be open to other ideas the person has. So a scenario is you could be wanting to meet Sue Smith at the company. She's a key person inside the company that you really want to work for. And so you're asking your friend to introduce you to Sue Smith. And your friend says, you know what, I, I don't really know Sue that well. We are connected on LinkedIn, but I know someone in that department much better than Sue Smith. Would you? Would it be okay if I introduce you to Bob instead? So that's the flexibility piece. So you're going in with a specific ask, but you're not just insistent that that's the only thing that they can do for you. So that's number one, LinkedIn. Number two is Meetup. And Meetup, if you're not familiar with it, it's it's a national, I don't know where it, I don't know if it exists outside of the United States, but within the U.S. it is meetup.com, I think, is it's a .com. And it is a place for communities to deposit information about goings-on. So these are groups around affinities. So it could be hobbies, passions, beliefs, um, philosophies. It could be around an aspect of your work. It could be just really anything and everything. So what I would recommend is that you get on Meetup for your local community. These are all very community-based Find a few that are active right now. Some of them may have died a natural death because of COVID, but others may be more active than ever because of COVID and give them a try. They may still be meeting virtually. So you have to figure that out. But certainly if it's a group like a, let's say it's a runner's group, well, you can't run virtually. So they're probably meeting, they're outdoors. Maybe they're social distancing while they run, but they're still meeting in person and let the other members know of your job search in specific terms but you don't want to do this aggressively you don't want to go in there hi first thing you've ever said to him hi my name is lisa edwards and i'm looking for a job as a blah 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 that's a little bit too much you know if we go back to the dating relationship that's a little bit past a first date so you get in there you introduce yourself and maybe you say I was working at. I was, you know, laid off due due to COVID. And you tell them what kind of work you were doing, and that's as far as you go the first time. And then you can kind of build it up to, here's the kind of job I'm looking for, or here's the company I want to get my. I'm I'm looking for a contact in this company. So you can kind of build into that more specific ask, and then meet up one on meet up with these people outside of Meetup one-on-one as appropriate. So again, as with these other strategies, most of them, if not all of them, I want you to get to a one-on-one meeting, but I want it to be organic, right? So don't push it. Don't try to make it happen too soon. Build that relationship so that you both know, like, and trust each other before you take that step. So that's number two, meet up. Number three is Rotary Club, Kiwanis Club, so any kind of civic organization. It can also be a chamber meeting. It could be a, a local chapter of your professional association, but anything that would um, bring together professionals in your community. What you can do is Google Rotary chapters near me. You can wrote, You can Google Chamber of Commerce, professional associations. Just play around with that until you find some and attend a few meetings. They again may still be virtual right now, but, but some of them may be going to in person and see if these are the people you want to hang with. One of the things I like about Kiwanis and Rotary and that sort of group and chamber for that matter is that it's a big cross-section. So it's not all a bunch of accountants sitting in a room, or they're not all project managers sitting in the room. They're a wide, diverse selection of people. And each of those people in the Rotary group or the chamber, they all have a network that is very different from yours and from everybody else in the group. So there's tremendous networking opportunity, and you're certainly not limited by the fact that the individual that you're speaking to isn't in your line of work or doesn't have connections in the company you want to work for because, uh, or isn't connected to somebody because they may have a connection, right? Just because they themselves don't work at ABC company or never did work at ABC doesn't mean they don't know somebody that works at ABC. Next, you want to take advantage of any opportunity to introduce yourself in these organizations. A lot of times when you're a guest, I'll let you stand up and introduce yourself. And you want to practice that in a way that sounds very natural and authentic, but it's polished. It doesn't sound, you're not like stumbling over your words as you try to introduce yourself. And you want to be very clear about what you're looking for. Be specific. I have examples in my own life where someone has stood up and said, very clearly what they were looking for at a meeting like this. And someone came up to them as soon as the meeting was over to say, I have that job or I know someone who has that job and they got the job that way. So be very clear in what you're looking for and don't, don't pass those opportunities to stand up um, and, and speak your, your, uh, your situation uh, whenever you can. And then again, move to one-on-one meetings whenever you can organically. So that's number three, Qantas Rotary, professional organizations, chamber of commerce, any of that. A note about those is there may be a fee to come. There may be a fee. There may be a lunch associated that you'll have to pay for. You may have to be a guest of someone else to come, but there are usually ways to get your foot in the door with those organizations uh, if you ask. Strategy number four. Facebook Events Tab and Eventbrite are two really good places to see what's going on in your community, and they probably don't have anything to do with business or networking, but as I like to say, if the people aren't drunk and the music's not too loud, you can network there. Most of these things are still virtual, but there may be some live events, and even if they are virtual, you may be able to interact with the people who are attending, depending on what kind of of a thing it is, right? So if it's a virtual concert and everybody's just sitting listening to the music, probably not, but there are other opportunities. And certainly as the world opens back up and we're able to go to these events live, you know, if there's a wine tasting at five thirty at one of the local hotspots um, you know, that's a really great place to network and just, you know, get there before everybody gets too drunk and the music gets too loud. Again, Take advantage of any opportunity. Introduce yourself. Let them know of your job search and, and, and be interested in the other people as well. So make sure you're not just making it all about yourself. Schedule one-on-one meetings as appropriate as, as with all of these. So that's number four, Facebook events tab or Eventbrite or any other kind of event communication vehicle that you have in your community. Number five, your place of worship. This is a great strategy, and I want to be clear with this one in saying I am not suggesting that you join a church to find a job, nor am I saying that you should start going more to church than you do now so that you can get a job. But if you are a church member, synagogue, whatever kind of belief you have, those people are usually very willing to help and again as i said with rotary groups and chamber groups very much a cross section of of people and professions and companies and all of that your strategy here is is to figure out when is the best opportunity to interact with people at my place of worship? Is it by getting there 15 minutes before the service starts? Is my church one where people tend to hang out in the lobby after church? Is there, you know, do groups kind of organizedly go to lunch on Sundays after church? Does my does my church have small groups? The the last church that I was a member of had really active and ex, and really good small groups and so it was a very small group of people but we had a very close bond with those people um is there sunday school like what is it at my church that where does it make sense and maybe you just have to try all of them until you kind of figure out what works for you and take advantage again to let them know what you're looking for specifically you know be bold um, again, not don't make it all about you, but make sure that you express your what you're looking for and schedule one-on-one meetings as appropriate. That's the broken record theme of this. Number six, you're a university alumni association. This is one that many people don't think about, and I was actually working with a client recently who... Uh, I knew when she was an undergraduate at the university that I worked at, she's come back to me 20 years later as a client. And I said, hey, what about the very active alumni chapter there in St. Louis where you live? And she's like, oh, that makes complete sense. Now, you may not have gone to a school that has an active alumni chapter in your city. So this one's not a good choice. But for example, I live in Tallahassee, Florida. Do you think that the alumni chapter of Florida State University is pretty active in Tallahassee, Florida? It sure is. So if, if that makes sense, here's some strategies. Do your homework to find out what your alma mater offers as a member of the Alumni Association. So what does that membership fee get me? And, and does that make sense? And then if it does, get involved in ways that are appropriate and meaningful. So what I mean by that is don't join a committee or something, a project, just because you think it will help with your job search. Do it because the subject matter interests you. The project you'll be working on interests you. And because you're going to be much more engaged and you're going to do a better job, that's going to make a better impression to the other people in the group. Next, take advantage of any opportunity to introduce yourself and let the others know of your job search and then schedule a the meeting. So that one's, those two are pretty consistent with all of these. Let people know, right? They're, they're not mind readers, you gotta tell them. And then finally, strategy number seven, create your own networking groups. This is something to think about. So whether you create a group that is around a specific uh, career field, Like you're gonna, you're a project manager, so you're gonna do a nationwide networking group of project managers because you're really connected into that community. Maybe your community is more local and you want to do it just locally, or you want to do it by some other, you know, characteristic or quality. What you want to start with is first of all, this needs to be something that really excites you because it's gonna be some work and it's not for everybody. So if you decide that you wanna proceed, then think about how do you wanna proceed? How What is this gonna look like? How often will we meet? How will we meet? Um, how will I market it? What will the actual sessions look like? All of that. You wanna make sure you have the proper technology to do it. That's usually gonna entail a paid Zoom account, and it may entail like an external camera, maybe external mic, that kind of thing. And then you wanna be very clear in your messaging. So thinking about your social media reach, how to get the word out, how to tell them what the benefits are, not just the features of your networking group, but what will the benefits be that they can expect to get? If that's not a strength of yours, that written word, then who maybe could you partner with who would be really excited about a networking group, but maybe they don't wanna do the technical piece? Or conversely, you don't wanna do the technical piece, but you are a great writer. So maybe you get together with a colleague, a former colleague, a friend, a family member, and you co-host this networking group. And then finally, with this one, you want to be very consistent in your follow-up and follow-through. You don't want to, for example, start with weekly meetings and the next thing you know, you're doing them once a quarter. You want to be consistent because not only will this serve the members better, This is a representation of your professionalism. And if you are kind of halfway doing it, it will not reflect positively on your professionalism. But that's one that's kind of a wild card in here that may not apply to most of you, but but maybe one or two of you out there, really this lights a fire under you. So I'm going to give you those seven strategies one more time to think about. So number one, LinkedIn networking, not just looking at the jobs. Number two, meetup groups. Number three, things like Rotary, Kiwanis, professional associations, Chamber of Commerce. Number four, the Facebook events tab, Eventbrite, or other and or other um, event notification systems that are in your local community. Number five, your place of worship. Number six, your university alumni association. And number seven is starting your own networking group. Hope these have given you some food for thought